from the Duck South Studios in Morgan City, Mississippi. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. I want to punch you in the face so bad right now. This is the On The X podcast, powered by DuckSouth.com. I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. Get the governor harumph. What we've got here is failure to communicate. This podcast is being brought to you by Joseph Presley at Four Corner Properties. Joseph Presley is the 2016 Recreational Real Estate Agent of the Year for Mississippi. If you are in the market for a piece of deer, turkey, or duck hunting property in Arkansas, Louisiana, or Mississippi, give Joseph a call. Joseph can be reached at 601-540-7240 or check out their website at www.4cplandandhomes.com. I said what I said and I'll stand by it to the death. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And now, here are your hosts, J. Paul Jackson. They spent... Listen to this, $1 million on ads against me in Iowa. Now here's the good news. They use the best pictures. I look so good in those pictures. I'm trying to find where they got them. Rocky LaFleur. Yo, Adrian! Jake LaTundras. Where are you going? Going west. Gotta go west. And Josh Webb. You don't say much, do you? Welcome to this edition of the On The X Podcast, powered by DuckSouth.com. We're about to get started on part two of the Late Night Stories with Big Water. Now I'm being co-hosted with Jeff and Joel. They're helping mediate tonight. Like I said, Late Night Stories, they're definitely Late Night Stories. If you're young, you probably don't need to be listening to this. Go on and cut this podcast off now. Uh, tonight, Mike Bigwater will be talking about the, the coot shoot, the BBDC, and one of our favorite stories ever from Duck South, the Orkin Man. So here it is. We bring it to you now, late night with Bigwater. Uh, Bigwater, <clears throat> another one of the ones that made you famous on Duck that, uh, of course, everybody that's on here knows probably isn't true, but he beware of the orchid man. Oh, there is the orchid man. <laughs> That's gospel, son. <laughs> that happened in front of my own two eyes. Yes, sir. It was in the paper. There's uh, there was uh, hmm. the charges were in the paper a week or two later. Uh, unnatural intercourse. I didn't know there was such a thing, Rocky, until uh, it came out in the paper. But uh, yeah, that was uh. That was real. Was, that was definitely real. You know, never trust a Orkin man since. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I kind of thought I might. Duck South podcast brought to you by Orkin. <laughs> yeah, that was all your termite needs. <laughs> you know, we were walking down the park that day with my, I guess, my fiance at that time, or my girlfriend, or what? Yeah, probably girlfriend. And, uh, and we saw the cop car come by, and then he turned around. And when he got out, when he got out, as he started, he started, he was tiptoeing like he was fixing to creep up over there and shoot something. I mean, he was just a tiptoeing and he was, and my wife, my, my wife now, she was, she was, uh, she was like, what, what's going on? And I don't know how I knew, but I just, I just, my, my, my gay, my, whatever, my gaydar was up. I knew something was wrong. And I said, wait a minute. 
said uh, bath, public bathrooms and cops sneaking up. I put it all together. I'm a smart guy. And I said, there's some booty rooting going on up in this thing. And sure enough, I said, oh, later, later, you know, these two guys, the Orkin man, and I like, I don't even remember the other poor son of bitch, but he, they came out, he had the pistol drawn on him, you know. So uh, I can only imagine the sight he saw when he peeked in there. I guess it was, you know, I guess it was balls to the wall when he peeked in Did they make him do the lead coach up out the front door with his pants around his knees, the gun pointed at him? I I I I don't I'm so I was so in shock I can't remember what was going on but I'm pretty sure it was some balls and dick hanging out and everything going on it was it was a sight to behold. Now I think Don Miller accused you about being out there playing uh, uh, frisbee golf, not out there walking. With- that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I, I had gotten into hippie golf at one time. Yeah, uh-huh. I had to quit because I kept injuring myself. I was like, how the hell do you injure yourself playing frisbee golf? Yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm in such great athletic shape that I can't even play a damn round of frisbee golf. Brian, so. I, kept, I kept throwing every time I would try to rear back and really chunk one, you know. <laughs> <damn drawing. laughs> I think that sounds like bad form there, Mark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It was a growing pool, didn't me? I think that's the last we, got, thing I did. We we've got we've got a lot of people here um listening in <laughs> on this podcast and uh I wanna give them the chance to, to ask Big Water a question or make a comment at any part. Any anytime you guys you can just break in and say your name and whatever whatever you have to say. Well, I'll kick it off. All right, Mark. <clears throat> BDDC, last year. How many people did we have members in there? BDDC, the last year I had it? Yeah. I think it was most of the southern half of LaFleur County was in it. And, and southern Alabama? Most of Mobile, the greater, the most of the 205 area code. And we had some good times at the BDDC. We had 20, we had 20 members, but apparently there was a, uh, some quasi members as well that hunted out there without uh whether they wanted to or not, you know. Yeah, I was yeah, I was informed in the last year. A years ago. Now we caught one of them out there that said he said I paid him and you're like he ain't even in charge of it no more. And I was right up the road there and I was like, Man, I ain't seen that guy in- <laughs> Somebody told me like within the last year that there was a forum post on some Alabama website saying, "Hell, just go over there and hunt it. Nobody knows who's a member anyway." Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, there were people that were sneaking over there hunting. The worst group was the group out of uh, out of uh, Tuscaloosa. The guy that was a member. I don't know how many people we'd bring, but they never would hunt. They would just drop down. And uh, I mean, you've never seen somebody get so unhappy about annihilating a hapless ruddy duck that never even knew you were around in the corner on. And I mean, they, listen. They would they would go over there and they they would shoot forty six turd balls, throw them in a the truck, drive all the way back to Tuscaloosa, and then come back the next day and hunt. I remember those guys. Yeah, that's why. That's why. That's why about you know January the tenth when you would ride through that property, all those ruddy ducks would be right out in the middle, and you could about see them trembling like. You know, like they were coming off a drug withdrawal. They'd just be trembling right out in the middle, you know. Oh, God, is that another duck ninja? 
Yeah. <laughs> more, you know, more gumps on the way to shoot at us. Big right. water. Yes, sir. Big water. This is blue dust. Yes, Tell sir. them all your excursions across the Mississippi Delta, East Mississippi, Central Mississippi. I made a lake. Tell them about your one-time excursion to the Nanawaga. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was uh, the headwaters. The headwaters are what basically formed the Pearl River. <clears throat> this would have been 25 or so years ago, keep in mind, before any youth day. And uh, me and Blue Duck joined up with a classmate of his and uh, went down. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I have this little thing going, guys. I have one. I, I never... Lord, I don't think I'm ever going to save up enough money to go to Canada or Mexico. So I just decided I want to try to hunt as many counties in Mississippi as I can. And I have, like, I probably have a record. I probably have close to 35 to 40 counties that I've hunted in throughout Mississippi. And I, one of them is, is kind of hazy. We were down on the Kemper, Neshoba, uh, Kemper, Neshoba, Winston County line in this swamp down here. Beautiful-looking place, actually. I mean, it's, you know, uh, uh, cypress everywhere, and it was it was you know knee deep water, buck brush around it, and it was all you could ask for. Duck and we set you know we set the uh, we went out there with it was I remember it was a little uh, a guy that lived on a property. He had about you know ten or eleven years old and a little redneck kid. He was you know he he, he was talk he was a big talker and he, you know he he was like we put decoys out. You know, he was like, we you know we yeah we're gonna put decoys out so we hunted that morning we never even saw a duck and it was all you know all the talk was we agreed upon and said hey uh let's uh let's come back to that you know let's come back in the afternoon it's, it's an afternoon spot it's an evening spot so we were like yeah we'll uh we'll come back come back this afternoon so we did and see it was a repeat of the morning not a not a duck in the sky nowhere around nothing you know we're just kind of sitting there scratching our hands like boy that was that sucked and finally you know uh like keep in mind, this is opening day, and uh, this that little ten-year-old uh, boy he chimed in. He said, "Hell," he said, "That don't make no sense." He said, "We done burned our ass up in here the last two weekends." <laughs> you know, we it wasn't no youth weekend. It was just the uh, <clears throat> start of the. You know, he had done been hunting a couple weeks, so out there it didn't matter. I guess season didn't matter, but uh, I got a real laugh out of that that he uh, yeah. they had done been hunting two weekends in a row before the season ever started out there. Big Water, tell tell the uh, you, you actually started hunting in Grenada, northern Lafleur County, didn't you? When you were younger, grew up yeah. in Grenada yeah. County. Grenada, mm-hmm. <clears throat> duck, duck hunting was a lot different back then from our conversation. You were a Shipley's Donut man. I was, I was. That's what it was all about. <laughs> when I saw that big, when I saw that big black woman bring him hot donuts out. Uh, that hooked me on duck hunting right there. I probably went for, I probably went a dozen hunts without I ever even went hunting. You know, just sit, sitting back there eating the hot donuts. And I was like, man, I like this. And then, you know, hey, I can still, Rocky, I can still clearly remember when I finally did get a 20-gauge single shot. I can remember my dad getting so mad at me. I threw an absolute damn fit to uh, shoot a coot and it swam over in the field road. And I was like, you know, he was like, we don't hunt there. And I was like, but damn it, I can get that one. I can get him. You know, and he tried to explain to me the difference between a toot and a duck, but it was no convincing me otherwise. It was on the water. <laughs> it looked like a duck. It swam like a duck. Had to be a duck. Had to be a duck, yeah. 
So the BDDC was was born in about 1981. Then. Yeah, yeah, the Russell <laughs> Cooch. Yeah. Yes, sir. You know, and I have a I have a Cooch story that involves a good friend of mine that was new to duck hunting. I won't ever forget this. If uh, so you got Joel. You're from Clinton. I don't know if Joel's still on here, but I will. I am. Well, Joe, we were hunting up uh, up above Tommy's Trade Post. You probably hunted up the river just a mile or so up there. Once and, twice. Uh, yeah. The, uh, this guy had gone out. He called me up, man. He had gone. He said, come on, man. He took me to the boat dealership. He said, show me what I need, man. So, you know, I was like, well, fuck, I don't know. Pick out a boat. You know, he picked out a boat. Motor, <clears> got the whole nine yards. And he done, he done got the bug bad. And we were working together. And he'd hear me talk about it. He said, man, what? Let's go in the morning. It was duck season. He said, let's go in the morning. So we went in off a pipeline road there. And uh, I was a newbie to the area myself. I really didn't know where to go. But I wanted, by God, I wanted to hunt so bad. I, was, I didn't care. I was just like, I want to go. You know, we, he had the boat, so we were in business. So we uh, we we back out off the pipeline road, man. And you know how that steam comes off the water early in the morning whenever the temperature is right and you can't even, I mean, he shines at uh he shines that uh, spotlight out there, and I can't see a damn thing. And I mean, I mean nothing. And he's and the guy's hollering me. He goes, "All right, where do we go?" And I done got his out there talking like I knew where to go. And I'll be honest, I didn't know where in the hell to go. And I couldn't. Then on top of that, I couldn't see anything. So this is, you know, we're lucky we're alive. We are lucky we didn't hit something. But we uh, finally, I said, "Man, I said, cut that light off." So he cut the light off and. I, off in the distance, I can make out a point out there. And uh, I was like, man, go out go out to that point. So we ease out to the point. Sure enough, there's an old duck blind on the point out there. Then I start talking big shit. I'm like, now, nah, see, I told you I knew what I was doing, you know, and got you out there where <laughs> damn good spot is out there with an already made duck blind. I knew we was coming. And uh, so we get over in there, and it ain't a duck flowed in about two hours. We've been sitting there, and he started getting anxious. He's like, he said, I thought you said we was going to kill some ducks. You know, I thought you could call. Why ain't you called in? You know, and I was like, man, ain't, ain't been no ducks. T- and I just ain't seen none, which is typical <laughs> for the for the Pearl River Ross Barnett. So uh, anyway, I looked down t- to my left toward the Ross Barnett Reservoir. And when I do, I see a wad of, of coots flying at an all-time world record high of about 25 yards above the water. I mean that for for a coot, that's that's stratospheric. I mean, I was, pretty much a spectacle. Yeah, I was like, I, I said, get ready, get ready. He was they were gonna come by him first. I said, get ready, here they come, here they come, here they come. And man, oh Tony, he he starts tensing up and he sees them and boy, and he, I can see him over there. And, and I mean, dude, these things come broadside to us at 15 yards, right out front of us at 25 yards high. And I'm like, get him, boom, 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 boom. You know, and it's just coots fall. I don't know. There were coots that weren't even hit and just scared the shit out of them, and they died of heart attack. I mean, he down on one path. And, I mean, it looked like a bad bowel movement after a Friday night at the Pike House. It was off. Floating all over the water, uh, you know, bobbing, and we're shooting. And look, look, we we shoot a few of the cripples, and, man, and, 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 and he's woo-hooing. And I said, get ready, get ready. I looked again, and sure enough, the identical twin flight is coming right in the same path at the same altitude. We do, we same thing, man. We light into them so much. And same thing. 
18 damn coots floating on the water everywhere. I mean, we're, we're, and I won't ever forget, he looked over at me, and his, he was just, eyes were gleaming, the big old white toothy smile. He said, we in them now, ain't we? And I said, yeah, we in them now. He said, what are they? And I said, black ducks. <laughs> he said, black ducks? He said, you, how many of them can you tell? And I said, one each. <laughs> and we had 18 down in front of us. He said, what? What are we going to do? I said, we best get the fuck out of here right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good grief. That would have to be the line of the night. Hold on. Say the pike out line one more time for us. I don't even know. That was just ad lib, Rocky. That was just... (laughs) It looked like a bad bowel explosion. It looked like, you know... You've had one of them loose stools where it just could boom, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. We've all had one. Especially, uh, especially us guys over 40. Yeah. This call is being recorded. Good stuff, Big Water. We want to thank you for joining this edition of the Late Night Stories with Big Water. And stay tuned next week as we bring you part three of Late Night with Big Water. But thank you again for joining this edition of the On the X podcast powered by DuckSouth.com. <laughs>